Chaos, the podcast, episode, episode 10. 10. 10 is our lucky number. There should be some fancy music in the background. Number 10. We have thought number 10 has been our lucky number ever since we were young. So, yes. And we both had the same lucky number. We did. So that's, that's exciting. So, so number 10. Yeah. Hopefully we are officially back. I would like to think we're officially back. It but, you know, be. we've said that a couple times. <laughs> it so. should be better now. Like, life routine should should be. We should knock on something. I know. Oh, yeah, the islands would. So, yeah, there you I go. got it. But, yeah, everybody probably thinks that so many times in their life that, oh, routine's going to start right now. And then, then so many different things just get thrown in your face. Plot twist and, occurs. Yeah, plot twist at all times, we like to say that a lot. We do, a lot of, we do say that a lot. There's a lot of plot Probably twists. Probably loses its momentum there. So we are so excited that school has begun. Oh. It has been quite a long summer, as I'm sure it has been for all of you guys. Um, I think the kids were at a point where it's it reaches the last like couple of weeks of summer, and the kids are bored of, bored of all the things that we do naturally, mm-hmm. like... Throughout the summer, all the exciting things. The pool closes down. The festivals are over. And they've been staring at their new wardrobes for school and their school supplies for too long. That I think that even if they had like the first day jitters, they were still excited to go because it meant something new and a new adventure and brain work. You know, their brains were bored and something different. Yeah, it's like you can only have so many routines over the summer until it gets too repetitive. Right. And I think they just, like, you're right. We had this 10-day stretch, you know, where the pool closed and things were over with. And, um, you know, some people's, like, sports and stuff started. And so it was like, what do we do for these Hurry last up 10 and wait. days? Right. And, and, and it's like, oh, school's going to start pretty soon, guys. Like, aren't you so excited? Let's be excited. And so I think it was just, like you said, almost like, telling your kids that Christmas is 10 days away. Right. And then it's every day felt like forever and an eternity. Yeah. Right. Luckily we did, we kept our nighttime routine throughout the entire summer because our kids thrive so much on routine at bedtime. If they don't have it, like when anybody goes to a grandparent's house or aunt's or anything like that, they go absolutely insane. Well, and let's not even like underplay how much we value the routine. Right. I think that it's essential for us to keep our sanity as well. Exactly. <laughs> if we know things flow a certain way and people go to bed at a certain time and there is like that moment of adult time at the end of the day to kind of like, like I don't know, unpack the entire day and start fresh for the next day, that's essential for us. And when we don't get it, I think our whole family doesn't function the way we should. Right. And when you have six kids in the home, you you have to have these this type of routine. Like people will think we're crazy when we start settling down our kids at 6:30. Um but that's just but that's just they what works it, for yeah. them. We've done a lot of different trial and error with this for them and there is such a perfect way to wind down for the day. And then everybody knows like clockwork when it's time for bed and their bodies know it also. It's like they just, it's now it's so routine that they're just biological clocks just like 
Right. Like, it's bedtime. Well, and anything added into our typical routine creates chaos. It's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's like throwing something into the middle of the gears of an engine. Like, that's what I envision, yeah. that it wouldn't work well. Because our kids, like even yesterday, for example, when your sister's here, such a great, like, momentous end of day celebration. And she brought over cookies and, like, decorating these cookies after school. But our kids don't transition great. They come from school to home, and it's like they need this interim time of, like, unpack everything and have a little bit of a snack and, Mm -hmm. like, okay, now we're home, and now we have our home mind on instead of school mind. And when anything interrupts that flow of that transition, all hell breaks loose. It really does. It was so loud, and everybody was crying, and everybody was fighting, and I'm like, I just kind of stood in the corner all wide-eyed. Like, like, holy crap. I don't know if it's like this for anybody else who who doesn't have a large family. So maybe it's only maybe it's only for a large family that you have to have this like military like routine. But um 15 I'm, minute increments. I'm sure I'm sure a lot of people can relate to needing to have these re- routines and when things don't go well it just doesn't. Well, it's it doesn't work out for for kiddos and yeah. and summer is very unpredictable. And so we tried our hardest to keep any routine that we possibly could. So excited about bedtime be- being the same. And like like Ashley said, we have to have that because at night we have to have two hours alone. Oh, it's... It, alone. We need to turn off mom must mode. be. Well, because it's not even that we're just moms. We're moms and we're chefs and we're taxis and we are cleaners and we are business owners. And all of these extra things not to mention we try to find some sort of space to also be an individual and then our marriage (laughs) and like there's so many hats we wear that I think that there has to be a time that you get to clock out from majority of those things and just be the people that started the whole thing you know we started the business we started the family we started the home if we don't focus on that little foundation it's gonna crumble Right, but how many of you have the struggle where your kids went to school yesterday or maybe your kids went to school last week and all of a sudden it's literally 30 minutes after you drop them off and you're bawling? And you're still crying like a baby. And the house is quiet (laughs) and you just feel like, okay, now my world isn't complete anymore. And that, it's such a vicious cycle. It's like... They're here and it's chaos and it's crazy and there's screaming and yelling and everything. And then the second they go away, it your life just doesn't feel it's our transition. Maybe yeah, maybe it, we're rough at transitions too, and we just don't acknowledge that, you know, because it it's true. They they leave and I do the hard drop off part most of the time with most of the kids. So the daycare the, even the little kids trans- transition to a room. So we had a, a kid starting high school, a kid in their last year of middle school. We had kids in elementary school switching teachers and classrooms and their friends and their peers and expectations. And then our youngest two were switching which rooms they were in and transitioning to a new room in daycare. So we had all of these kids transitioning to different things. So there were nerves heightened even for the ones that denied said nerves. Mm-hmm. You know, in all of them. So their bodies were fluttery and nervous and, you know, things, people didn't sleep well and all these, we tried to make a good morning for them and everything. But then it's like, as soon as you get them all gone, the emotions that you invested in each of them to try to calm them down, you forgot to acknowledge your own. 
Mm-hmm. And so I think as soon as they were all gone, we sat there and cried, <laughs> cried like a bunch of losers. Yeah, I, I know that that many of you, many of you probably did the same exact thing when you sent your kiddos off. And so now we're in a position where we, you know, are, are going to try to focus on us and our marriage and putting time into podcasting again, et cetera. But you can't help that feeling in the back of your head wondering what what are your kiddos doing? Are they you okay? Know. Do they need me? Exactly. Are and they eating well? It's just so hard to focus on yourself, your marriage, and anything else that, that makes mom you... mom guilt is in, real. ...an individual. Yes. You know? It is insane. It really is. Mm-hmm. And you, you give every single piece of yourself to them, and yet you still... You, yep. you can't even give a sliver to yourself without feeling guilty. Right. It's... It's it, such a catch 22. It's it terrible. It's like, it's like you get so frustrated, you know, by the end of the day and everybody's kind of pulled every string of patience you have, like plucked it out of your skull, like mm-hmm. a hair, you know, and you've given it all and you're just so ready for everybody to calm and be silent. And then you sit in the silence and you're like, I could have done better today. Right. And yeah. you're like, why does that, why is that the first thought you get instead of like, oh, congratulations. I made it through the day. They did well. I can do this better tomorrow. I did really well with this and I'm going to carry that on to tomorrow. Now I'm going to be me. Instead, yes. I sit there and like evaluate how I could have been a better parent or I could have been more patient with this element or. Right. And at this, at the same time, I think that the both of us have looked at each other many times and realized different things mentally that have been happening with us like as far as all of a sudden my eating habits are slipping all of a sudden I didn't want to go for a seven walk mile walk yeah. um, more than once in a day you know slowly things that we were doing for ourselves have been slipping and then our relationship has tension, you know, because of said things that kept us as an individual well, and, our, and made our us feel mental good space about isn't like you said, those other elements play into right. our mental state too. So, you know, like we're not as crisp and clear and maybe happy about ourselves as we once were. And so when the mom guilt kicks in, you're just like, you, you have to focus on yourself. You have to, even though the mom guilt is there when you don't, when it, maybe it maybe it's going to take you two weeks or a month to realize, wow, I really did give them right. 100% right. Right. for the last month. And and now I'm suffering big time. So yeah. that is why those, you know, haircut appointments are important. Getting your nails done. Whatever it is that you do for mm-hmm. yourself yep. is so unbelievably important for every well, aspect of your life. Well, because it does. It makes life. us better as... I mean, it makes us happy as a person, but then it makes us a better spouse or a better mother. Or, you know, I'm able to give them something because I'm not thinking, God, if I could just get you to bed 15 minutes earlier, I could take that 15 minutes to meditate or whatever, because we're taking the time and prioritizing it. You know, it is a balance though. I mean, there are going to be days that we give them more and we take less, but there also has to be the days where we get to take and prioritize ourselves. You know what I mean? Whether it's a shower and face washing or a nail appointment and a haircut. It's really cool. I checked out mine in the beginning because I was like, I had like a peacock <laughs> thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't see us on video, it, that yeah. made no sense, but my hair was all crazy. So anyways, so I think that, okay, us having six kids in the home, about to be seven kids in the home, 
um, we, even us, we're able to take time for ourselves. Yes. We, we also are the same way as many other parents where we have let go of that. And a lot happened during the summer that, that allowed us to let go of that, being home with all of the kiddos <laughs> all, all the, the time. time. Um, the little kids were supposed to be in daycare, but like we said, they were sick for four weeks nonstop. Okay, let's, something else yeah, over somebody over was again. because the daycare rule, thanks to COVID, um, is that if one child is sick, both have to be out. So even when one was feeling better, they had to be home as well because their sibling had a runny nose or a fever or a cough or whatever. And, and, and so yes, they were home. It's, it's for the safety of the entire center. So I completely understand. However, it is quite frustrating. I was going to say, yeah, let's not underplay. Even if something is for the safety or the best, it's still frustrating as hell. Right. But we, we still have taken time for ourselves. Mm-hmm. But the last month has been... Hard. intense so it's time to put the focus back on us well and it's never however that may I be. feel like in the last month while we've been able to say okay we're going to prioritize this it's always been individual we've we are obsessed with each other and so we enjoy doing everything together mm-hmm. whether no matter what that is if one person likes it more than the other that's fine but we still like to participate together and so I think for the last month even if we've said you go get your hair cut you go to a chiropractic appointment you go here it's always been separate and that still feels lonely because you still are craving that adult interaction with your spouse instead of with a child. And it's definitely not sitting alone. Like that right. piece is nice, but it's not the same, you know? Right. So I think that that focus needs to come to the forefront again. But like you said, like we've, the last two days, I mean, yesterday we had crazy running all over the place, yeah. but like I, I sat in here for a few minutes. And so have you, where we're just looking around where we have no idea what to do, even though we have all this time. <laughs> And it's, it's beautiful, but it's, it's going to take an adjustment for us just as the same way as it's taking for the kids. But our hormones are definitely playing a crazy role in everything that you and I are feeling towards each other and, and let's, let's touch on that for anyone new for us. So Mackenzie is 17 weeks pregnant with a baby girl, um, our second daughter. So pretty exciting. Um, but still extra estrogen. And I am two and a half, three weeks away from a transfer of a, as a surrogate. So they've got me on hormones of estrogen so far as well. Plus we're two women. <laughs> so we already have estrogen. Yeah, so just I feel... do that math. <laughs> so imagine a, a woman, if you're a heterosexual couple, imagine a woman during her time of the month. Now multiply that. And then have two of them in the same house. Yeah, our four yeah, children. So you did that math correctly. <laughs> it's been a it's been a rough sixty days or so. And you know, usually when when you carry a surrogacy and I am pregnant, we time it exactly correctly yeah. so that I'm sick and you're not. Right, yeah. And then we you know we take the turns, and so we're not going to deliver at the same time. Right. You know, we actually do think it out. We're not that. absolutely insane and impulsive we've we've thought timelines out quite a few times um but still I didn't I never anticipated being pregnant with a girl again in my life right and so I never even considered the hormone part for me because usually usually I'm not saying I'm never right I'm not I'm not usually a jerk when I'm pregnant. No, you're usually sicker than a dog. Right. Very yep. sick. And this pregnancy, I was not sick. 
However, I was quite a huge jerk. And I'm not saying that's completely went away, but... And that's the reason I felt it was a girl, because the only other time that I recall you ever being less than your bubbly, normal, happy self was ever. Was when you were pregnant with Ever. And I was like, man, she's kind of a butthead right now. Was that the time... That you yelled at me for getting the sub sandwich wrong? No, what, what was the time that I chucked my computer against the wall? That was after Mavin died. Oh, okay. So that was another hormonal situation. Yeah, that, that was postpartum depression and a loss of a child. And yeah, that was yeah. a crazy. Okay. okay. But yeah, so I've never really had any other I mean, when we can sit here and moments, we can pinpoint but... the moments that you've been a little over the top, you know right. it's not, it's right. uncharacteristic for you. Right. So exactly. we know that there was something different. And so my fuse has been non-existent. I was saying the second trimester, I've been way. I think it's been way, way better. better. Your traffic mouth is still a little more like a Navy sailor. Yeah, but <laughs> so, anyways, and and Ashley's been on birth control for, for them to regulate long. her cycle, which is estrogen based. And holy moly! And it I has already just been quite a bit of estrogen. In I'm already house. an emotional person. Um, passionate, we'll call it that. I'm also super susceptible to medication yep. and hormones and so forth. So what somebody might need to like suppress their system, I need like a fraction of that, mm-hmm. but they don't know that. So I just get the full mother load. And then my body's like, excuse me, here's what's wrong with this picture. And then we get this crazy trying to figure out how to keep a cap on that. Yeah, and you don't put anything in your body nope. anyways. So when when they're like, we need to put you on birth control, we already know that My here psych, we go. This right. is gonna yeah. be this is gonna be great. I don't even um, take Tylenol. So taking estrogen for sixty days straight right. has it been hasn't a roller. Been fun. No, I don't enjoy it. So and, I'm looking yeah. forward to those meds starting what in like a <laughs> couple days. Yeah, a couple days tomorrow, possibly. Yeah, possibly tomorrow. So yeah. We'll just stay tuned for this. It's, it's going to be <laughs> at least another four months of crazy hormones for you. Yeah. And hopefully mine just are stay at bay and stay settled. And, and I think that our marriage will be okay. I think we'll be fine. We've yeah. survived worse. We'll be fine. Right. I just, we never really fight, but we have just fought a little bit. And lately. it's not even fighting. It's bickering over stupid. Like I'll read something you say wrong, or you'll be mad at me for, Forgetting while well, I burnt two pizzas consecutively. Not even mad, just like I wasn't what? mad about that. I thought I did that. Oh, okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. We just like you know, like not. It's never a fight. It's more of like the argument you have if somebody leaves leaves dirty clothes on the floor. Yeah, you know, just, like stupid little. little bicker that turns into something. Well, like, because usually, we're women. Like on usually, you never, ever, ever annoy me. But when <laughs> I've been, been pregnant, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, like certain little things. You know, it's not, it's not a fight. Right. It's just all of a sudden it's I have It's just one of those this, things like, where you walk away and you're like, bitch. Right. <laughs> and that's not ever how I feel about you. And so I know it is 100% hormonal related and it's, it's you, sad, but it's, it's okay. Cause I, I, I literally feel like they're at bay now and I'm not, I'm not too I think concerned. you've been better. I just feel like now it's the wrap up of, of summer, like we said, and it's really lot, yeah. putting the focus back on us. And even though we are as crazy in love as we are, we are still 100% human. Absolutely. And so we are having this moment, having to transition back into that crazy love. It's not like it wasn't there. It just wasn't at it the was, forefront. Right. It was like buried 
below all the chaos of life and shit that we were handed. And I think that that's okay to openly acknowledge and accept and like put out there that marriage, loving you doesn't take work. Dealing with the chaos that life hands you and not letting it affect us takes work. Exactly. Because we're human. Mm-hmm. That's like stubbing your toe and not cussing. Right. That takes work. It's the money, running a house, all of these types of things. You're not immune to it just because you've found your soulmate. It's life. It's running a household. And right. It, and it's and openly communicating those through those that make us different, I think. You know, because we're not giving up and being like, forget you. This sucks. We're working together through it. Exactly. I think we do our best when we do. On a funny note, real quick, because I said the whole thing that you walk away and are like, bitch. We, myself, Tanner, and Grayson, maybe Jackson too, I don't remember, we're playing Never Have I Ever together, the like kid version. And they admitted openly to Never Have I Ever flipped my mom off behind a door after she's yelled at me. <laughs> and they Grayson said, they... said that too? <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's totally normal. That's that's fine. I did that when I, I did that a lot when I was a kid. I can definitely see the big boys, but... I don't know if Grayson understood what flip off means. I think that he, you know, like, oh, stupid mom behind the door, like, or, right. you know, right. like cussing right. us out or whatever behind the door. But I, I laughed because I'm like, ooh, I didn't, you know, I've had the other side. I've, ha- I've been the kid behind the door. I've never had the opportunity of well, knowing you, I'm the parent. You know that our relationship is is amazing with them when you're able to play a game like that and they're able and they to be answer. honest uh-huh. with you. Yep. That means that, yeah, you ticked me off at one time, but you don't normally, and I feel comfortable enough yeah. to tell you that you did. So that's it's that's kind of beautiful. Well, and it's think n- I it. think it's reassuring because I feel like you and I try really hard to raise our children where they're people and we think about their feelings and we try to encourage them to be whoever they are and let that change as often as it needs to be and knowing that they're going to be safe and loved here. And so the fact that they talk to us about as much as they do, you know, about their personal interior feelings mm-hmm. that, you know, they don't have to share those means a lot. I hope it doesn't stop. I mean, they're going into high school, so it's kind of scary, but I think, I think with Jackson stuff. being a freshman and the fact that he's still tells me absolutely right. everything. I think we're good so with far. him right? so far. I'm nervous. But, but like you said, like, you know, he talks nonstop about all of like, you know, his buddies and people that he knows are already doing drugs. And he knows that people in his class have already had sex. Oh, God, and he has been me. very vocal about how against those things that he is. Right. He he has been very open with his sexuality with me ever since that even, you know, became, became a, a thought, thing. Right. But, you know, so I feel confident. I feel confident that he's not literally just I out think, of the blue telling me something right. for no, like he doesn't no. need to tell me these things. And I think that if he did lie or, or Jack or Tanner did lie or somebody lies in the future, I think they'd lie for a moment. And then I think they'd feel like, wait a minute, like we are, I'm not saying they don't have great relationships with friends or other family members, but I think that we're the ones that they feel the safest with. So I think that if there's ever something monumental that they need to talk to us about, they will. It might take them in their time and that's okay, but and that's that's been really hard to be to be that type of parent. To listen to, to it when right <laughs> to 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 just portray such an open mind to your children, not react even in make, your face. To make them feel safe. Yeah. I just, I know that 
you know, when I was a junior and senior that I lied a lot to my parents, that I made a lot of bad choices. Um, And I just, I cringe thinking to myself about how easy it was for me to lie and how easy it was for me to find, you know, my parents, I love them to death, but they had no idea. Mm -hmm. And later in life, you know, years down the line when we're able to talk about it and I'm a parent and you know, they, now they can hear, right. Yeah. Now we're able to, my mom's able to look at me and be like, you know, I, I believed every word you said. And so I just, I, I was a terrible liar. I scared about that so much. So just, I'm kind of happy though. I'm happy that we have one that was like, okay, I was the crazy, I still am rule follower. And like, I'm not saying I never broke a rule or broke curfew or did something stupid, but I, the level of stupid that I crossed and, and the level of stupid that you crossed didn't even run parallel. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm happy that we had one that was so out there and tried all the things and did all the things and lied all the ways and things like that. And then we had one that wasn't so that we can come together as a unit and see both sides and try to find a middle ground and understand the red flags of this or that. Cause there are things that they might encounter that I don't know anything about. Right. And I might be completely naive to think that my experiences will have anything to do with my ability to to react and and notice signs with my children now because the world is so So much different. The temptations, the things that. Well, their accessibility is. Right. The things that they're getting into, it's a completely different world out there. And anybody that has older children than a freshman, I, I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know what else there is that our children can get into, but I know that it is a scary, yeah. scary world to be. Well, and then it leads to a whole like downward spiral for me of have we taught him enough? Have we taught them enough? Oh my gosh, we only have so many X amount of years to teach them more that they have to live yeah. on their own. No. It's too much of a, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to live right here yeah. in this moment and I'll take this on for right now. <laughs> exactly. I mean, just, just trying to remain open-minded about everything and making them feel safe. That's always been our number one goal in being a parent to any of them, no matter how young they are, to ensure that we know as much as we possibly can Mm -hmm. about their lives. I had someone tell me yesterday, I was sharing that we have a freshman start, or a, a child starting as a freshman, and she said, my oldest is starting. I took his last first day photo today. He's a senior. She said, be careful. Don't blink. Four years goes really fast. I'm like, 14 years has gone fast. Like I dropped him off at kindergarten yesterday and he's a freshman. So I can't even. And even those words don't blink. It goes fast. You know, or when you tell a new mom, they grow up so fast. Those things, the words don't give it justice whatsoever Mm -hmm. to the actual reality of what it is, how fast you hold a newborn and already they can hold their head up. Yep. It is legitimately. And a then blank. they're a freshman. I mean, r- really, it's like the nights are long. The days can feel hard. But all of a sudden it's over. And I'm like, holy cats. He's going to live on his own in four years. How? Uh, how? <laughs> <laughs> how? I just, it's scary. I mean, yeah. and I remember being their age and thinking, I mean, I feel like it was yesterday and thinking I'm so big. I know everything. 
I know. And right? now, like, I'm like, I barely know anything, and I'm 35 years old. It, <laughs> I think I was a freshman when I thought I knew everything. Yeah. So I, I feel what he's feeling. Right. I know you that you feel big, and you feel like you're you're able to participate in adult conversations. But I remember the adults kind of smirking when I would give my opinion and not understanding why. And now right. that role's reversed, and I remember those moments so vividly. But it keeps me in check because it makes me make sure that I'm valuing his opinion because it's real for him. Mm-hmm. And he might not know everything, but he knows enough to participate and he wants to talk to us. So that's a win. Right. You know? Right. So who knows? Yes. So cheers. Lots to come. Cheers to a new school year. Yes. New adventures in parenthood. Adventures. Yes. New routines for you and I, for them. Yes. It's going to be a good year, I think. I think so, too. I hope that they're able to continue going to school, in school. Me, too. I I truly hope that for them, for us, for everyone, sanity. And we will be back, hopefully. We will be. We will be back. Because this is a lot of fun to sit with you and talk. It's our passion. Yep, it is. So thank you for joining. Thanks for listening. Another episode of Musical Chaos, the podcast. If you want to see us in any other platform, you can check us out on Instagram. Yeah. We also have a TikTok. We have a Facebook. We have Facebook. And we're coming up in a podcasting app that's launching this fall called Wisdom. Yep. There you go. So any other places, go check us out. There's a lot of different content on our Instagram and TikTok. So yeah. <laughs> We shall talk to you soon. Thank you. I have been wanting to go do that this whole time.